I'm Sandy Max. John McCure out today. Guest host, actor Andrew Varela in the studio with me, Bob Brainerd in for Greg Matzik with sports. And joining us now with the latest from Washington, D.C. is CBS News, Major Garrett. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I feel like you've probably been busy with the uh, <laughs> with some yes. of the latest news. Uh, sure. I'm thinking maybe uh, where where do you want to start? Either between uh, Vice President Mike Pence or uh, the developments from Nashville. So the court ruling today is significant for the former Vice President. For those who may not be aware, court ruled today that he has to testify that he cannot claim his role as president of the Senate, vice president on January 6th, to exclude all conversations he ever had with President Trump leading up to January 6th from the questions being posed to him by the special counsel, Jack Smith. And uh, Mike Pence could appeal this, but it's clear that the court believes that there is enough reason for the special counsel to pursue that line of questioning, and he can't claim this unique assertion that as I mean, look, when you are the vice president presiding over the Senate, yes, in that particular moment, in that particular space and time, you are technically part of the legislative branch. But in every other aspect of your life as vice president, you're part of the executive branch. And Mike Pence was trying to say, well, all that coverage, uh, conversations with the, the president leading up to January 6th are covered by that ceremonial role as presiding officer of the Senate. The court said no. That means Pence is going to have to testify. So what, um, that's a significant development in terms of getting what the special counsel wants to know, which was Trump's state of mind, what he knew, what other conversations did he have about other ways in which to make January 6th um, possibly uh, more dangerous than it was. And what do you think the next steps are in this? How fast will this go in light that we're also entering a presidential election cycle? So. It has uh, been suggested by those close to the former vice president he might take this all the way to the Supreme Court. He certainly has that right. He can avail himself that opportunity. He can appeal this ruling. So that might drag it out a bit. But now there is uh, a court judgment on this particular question of law that Pence was suggesting. He can appeal it. If he does, that will slow it down. But it appears as almost all of the legal rulings regarding Jack Smith, the special counsel, they've all gone the last week against either the president or those like the vice president. I mean, there have been a slew of rulings in the last week and not not a single one of them to the president's advantage, not one. Mark Meadows has to testify. Uh, Peter Navarro has to testify. They They can't claim and assert executive privilege over these conversations. The president had his attorney, Evan Corcoran, before the bench last Friday on the separate investigation into classified documents because the court ruled that misstatements were made to the court about the handling of that document and therefore attorney-client privilege no longer existed. I know this all sounds like dense legal minutiae, and some of it is, but the most important thing, all of us have been, I think, needlessly distracted about the Manhattan District Attorney. That case is either going to be made or not. What has been far more damaging to the former president's legal interests and his legal future before the federal bench, far more important than anything that may or may not happen in Manhattan, has been this slew of rulings. Every single one of them has gone against the president or his legal representatives. Interesting times. Interesting times. And what do you expect some of the other reactions to be with this fresh news? 
Well, look, uh, the president will, as uh, anyone in our justice system, avail himself of whatever opportunities he has to contest or appeal or delay. And if you know anything about former President Trump's business career long before he entered the world of politics, he was kind of an expert at that. He was really, really good at using delaying tactics to either get his way or buy down the cost of some settlement. But in these particular matters, he's not going to be able to do that. He may be able to delay, but he cannot, if indictments are brought, dodge culpability before a court of law. He can state his case for sure. But the one thing I would say that has been important about Manhattan and the district attorney there is Trump saying last week falsely, we all should have known it was false, he's going to be arrested on Tuesday, he's intensified this sense of potential martyrdom before the legal system and saying that all prosecutors are looking into him are unjust or corrupt. The traditional approach to the American judicial system is to say, I have confidence in the system. I have the facts on my side. And because our system works, I know I'll be vindicated by the facts. That's historically what we've said when we've been, when Americans have been put in, in legal jeopardy. I believe in the system. I have the facts on my side. I have representation and I'll let the court of law and the rule of law in our country prevail. That's not what Trump says anymore. Yeah. I can't be investigated. I can't be arrested. I can't be charged. Nothing about me is suspect or worth investigating. And I would say that is, among other things, a unique approach. These are very different times indeed. CBS's Major Garrett with the latest news that former Vice President Mike Pence ordered to testify before the grand jury about former President Trump's attempts to overturn the 2020 election. Uh, Major Garrett, I have shared with Bob Brainerd, our mm-hmm. sportscaster today, that you have uh, brightened my March Madness by including me in your very special brackets. Major Garrett, Major steps up. Not only does uh, he, uh, he contributes to the charity of the winner's choice. This is yes. what an upstanding man uh, Major is. But, Bob, you had a question for Major? Yes, Major. Your bracket mm-hmm. blew up like the rest of America. Say, oh, yes, say it yes, so. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Do you have anybody in the Final Four, Major? I do not. Okay, I have Miami. I actually took the Hurricanes well to, to get there. What? Yeah, well done. One of four. Everything else is just a dumpster fire. But Yeah, but what? Uh, hang know, out with the rest uh, of us. Good good, good to place confidence in Coach Larinaga. He's an excellent coach. He took George Mason to the Final Four many years ago. Rebuilt that program. Uh, I don't think Miami can beat... Uh, Connecticut. Connecticut is doing exactly what you have to do this time of year, which is play the best basketball you've played all season. They are. And and peaking at the right time. Look, I, I'm a native San Diegan. I was as surprised as anyone to see San Diego State in the Final Four. It's great for the city. It's great for that institution. Great for those young men. Although they're not that young. They're very experienced. A lot of them are 23, 24 years old. They're among the most experienced college basketball teams you ever see in the Final Four. But it'll be a great weekend. And as you know, or as you might know from my commission notes, the first note I wrote to all the participants in my bracket this year is there are no upsets. Why did I say that? Because college basketball, I think because of the transfer portal and name, image, and likeness, there's enough fluidity among talent and there's enough distribution of talent and enough good coaches that parity or near parity has been found. And I think I've been vindicated in that assessment when only one four seed is in the final four. Not a single number one seed, not a single number two seed, not a single number three seed.